spectacular play turned in by Bellinger. A remarkable catch by Ball Mookie Betts. for Taylor who makes a diving catch. I even need to you got this right here. Put the work in. Put the work in. Five all the left and deep. And go! This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Your pregame look at the L.A. Dodgers as we take you to first pitch. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck is presented by Chevrolet. By New Roads. UCLA Health. Keeping you on top of your game. Children's Hospital L.A. From cold to cancer. We got this. The second eye-popping play. Wow. WSS. For all your footwear needs. Proud partner of the Dodgers. Shakey's Pizza. Get more meal for your deal at Shakey's today. And by your SoCal Toyota dealers. We make it easy. Now your host for Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. How do you not love him? Tim Cates. Hi, everybody. Welcome in to Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. Hope you are well on this Tuesday night. The Los Angeles Dodgers have a franchise record 110 wins on this season. Tonight, it's game 161. After today, one more game to go in the regular season. Tonight, Julio Urias on the mound in his final tune-up before the postseason. First pitch on this Justin Turner bobblehead night is coming up at 7-10. Coming up over the next 60 minutes here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We're going to hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. We're going to get you an injury update, the latest on Blake Trinan and Dustin May. We'll preview this pitching matchup tonight. In 30 minutes, your chance to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mountain. In 45 minutes, David Vasse will go one-on-one with Yancey Almonte, Dodger reliever. Kirsten Watson is on the field, and we'll stop by in just a little bit. In a few minutes, we'll send it out to the booth and to check in with Rick Monday and Charlie Steiner. Well, last night, it was the return of Togo. The Dodgers offense, though, a no-go. Tony Gonsolin made his first start since returning from the IL with forearm tightness. We knew it was going to be only about three innings or 40 pitches as he gets ramped up for the postseason. That's exactly what it was. Two innings, one run, three hits, three strikeouts, a total of 40 pitches. After a 1-2-3 first inning, Gonsolin ran into trouble, though, in the second. Two of the first three batters he faced reached base. Alan Trejo with an RBI single to right, and the Rockies took a 1-0 lead. Gonsolin would get out of the jam, though, in that inning with back-to-back strikeouts. In the bottom of the third, the Dodgers would tie things up, thanks to Trace Thompson. Bottom of the 10th, Arizona 5-4. There's a shot to deep left field. Well hit, and it is gone. Smack dab in the middle of Manny Wood. Trace Thompson with a line drive home run, evening the score at one. Woo! I'll tell you what, when Thompson gets a hold of it, he can clock it as hard as anybody on this team. 13th home run of the season for Trace. That's the top-tier play of the game brought to you by Arco Quality. Top-tier gas for less. Dodgers and Rockies all knotted up at one. Tony Gonsolin with the two innings, 40 pitches. He turned it over to the bullpen, who went to work. Yancey Almonte got the third. Tommy Canley got the fourth, put up a zero. Craig Kimbrell got the fifth. He put up a zero. Caleb Ferguson, Chris Martin combined to pitch the sixth inning. They put up a zero. Alex Vesia pitched the seventh, scoreless inning of relief. Evan Phillips gave up two hits but then struck out three in the eighth. So the Dodgers and Rockies remain tied at one, going to the top of the ninth. Bruised our Gratterall on in relief. He gave up a leadoff single. Three batters later with two outs, an RBI single, and the Rockies grabbed a 2-1 to lead. In the bottom half of the ninth inning, Dodgers got something going with the leadoff single from Trey Turner, but then three straight flyouts, game over. Rockies 
beat the Dodgers 2-1. to one. Dodgers offense struggling the last two nights after beating the Rockies in the first two games of this series. The Rockies have come back and beaten the Dodgers in the next two. So tonight it's game five of this six-game series to end the regular season. Dodgers still sitting on 110 wins. Julio Urias on the mound tonight. First pitch coming up at 7-10. And with more, let's head out to Dodger Stadium as we say hello to Rick Monday and Charlie Snyder, guys. All right, Tim, it's game 161. The Dodgers enter play tonight at 110 wins, 50 losses. However, in the last 13 games, they've gone only 7-6, and six, and the offense has really come pretty near to a screeching halt, averaging us three and a third runs per game. Last night, a perfect example of that. Colorado wins it 2-1. to one. The Dodgers held to one run and just six base hits. Yeah, the offense has been, uh, well, very quiet. If you're looking at the last number of games that you're talking about, one bat that has not been quiet, however, is Trace Thompson. Another home run last night, his 13th of the season. Also had a single to go with it. Last night, Thompson was the designated hitter. Tonight, he'll be the left fielder. Gavin Lux, Cody Bellinger, and now Austin Barnes will be in the uh, the bottom of the order. Barnes doing the catching. But from an offensive standpoint, yeah, it, it has sputtered a little bit. And whether it be because they have taken their foot off the accelerator and kind of uh, inhaling and exhaling right now, waiting for the postseason to get going. But a couple of guys would like to get it going in a hurry. Trey Turner, the last uh, 11 games, is hitting just 214 with one extra base hit. And Freddie Freeman now finds himself in second place in the National League for the batting championship. And the last nine games have been rugged. Freeman the last nine games, hitting it 214 and trying to get it into gear. So he had been the National League leader until last night. Jeff McNeil in the first of a doubleheader in New York against Washington went two for three. He's hitting 328 now. Freeman at 325 trails by three points. That's the bad news. The good news is Freddie continues to lead the National League with 196 hits. Trey Turner, as you mentioned, struggling, but he still has 192 hits on the season. They're one and two. Yeah, we saw Trey Turner out again early today on the field. Now, that's a little bit of a, a different exception because normally Turner takes batting practice indoors in a batting cage just off the Dodgers' uh, uh, dugout. Well, he's been on the on the field again trying to get, I think, a, a better feeling of where to place the ball it's one thing indoors where you're hitting the ball basically against the netting to the you're either left or right. And now you get on the field, you see the expanse of the field and trying to really use it to your advantage. So the Dodgers down to their final two games of the regular season. They are preparing for Tuesday, October 11th against somebody. We don't know who that somebody is quite yet. Tonight, we know for sure Julio Urias making the start for the Dodgers. Ryan Feltner goes for the Rockies. We'll detail that pitching matchup. Later on in the hour, Tim. All right, thank you, guys. We're off and running here on Morago Casino. Dodgers on deck. Coming up, we'll hear from Dodger manager Dave Roberts. David Vasse will go one-on-one with Yancey Almonte. We'll break down this pitching matchup. Again, your chance to play in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. Up next, though, Kirsten Watson will check in from the field. So he leads up to first pitch on Justin Turner bobblehead night. The Dodgers and Rockies. First pitch set for 7-10. Thanks for being with us. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck. Dodgers on deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the in and out Dodgers Traffic Center. Here she is, Sabina Mora. 
Thank you, Tim. Dodgers game day traffic. Want to mention that closure on Soto uh, between Olympic and 8th Street because of an industrial fire. Now, on the roadway itself, the northbound traffic uh, leaving the 10 on the 5. We see some patchy sewing to the 110, but no closures there. Uh, traffic out of Hollywood on the 101 southbound already packed from Hollywood Boulevard heading towards Alvarado and the 110 connector. And the north 110 from Vernon all the way through uh, to the Stadium Way off-ramp. There's still congestion there, but uh, no closures with crashes. That's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thank you, Sabina. After the game, head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Julio Urias on the mound. First pitch at 7-10. This is Kirsten's Corner with Kirsten Watson. Hey, Kirsten now joins us before game 161. Not against the Rockies. This is only game five of this six-game series against Colorado, even though it seems like they've played them all year long. This is game 161 <laughs> of the regular season. Kirsten, the Dodgers tonight sending out Julio Odias to the mound in his final tune-up before the playoffs. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that. One, like you said, this is game 161. And then two, this is game five against the Rockies. And even from talking just from all of the guys, and like, are we breaking this up in like two, three game series? And they're like, nope, this is a six game series. And it just is what it is. But today, Julio Rodriguez, he is going to, uh, he's going to get the start. And like you said, it's his final one until the postseason. So of course I had to ask Dave, just what's the plan for him today? Is this a traditional start? Could it be slightly abbreviated? And David is probably, it is a traditional start for him, but there could be just some abbreviation, just in the sense of, I think kind of like what we've seen in his last outing, maybe they'll take him out in the six. They're going to keep an eye on the pitch count, how things go, but really kind of just play it by ear. Uh, and then the plan is that Andrew Heaney is going to come in out of the bullpen and take down the rest of the game pretty much, so the bulk innings coming out of the bullpen. So those will be the two guys that also will allow the bullpen to reset from yesterday since it's all uh, I want to say all of the arms come out of the bullpen. I'm pretty like sure it. that's the case. <laughs> yeah, so um, so it'll be a way to reset, but also to get everyone ready for the postseason, like you had mentioned. Looking at what's coming up for the Dodgers, maybe some Dustin May and Blake Trinan good news as far as being ready for the playoff roster. Yeah, exactly. So um, both guys threw bullpens yesterday. Um, for Dustin, things have been really moving in the right direction, and Dave has felt confident that he should be ready for the NLDS. With Blake, it was still kind of, we're hopeful, but let's see. The big thing was how he came out of it. So he told us today that, uh, by he, I mean Dave Roberts, told us that he's feeling, um, he feels good today. So the plan is that both Dustin as well as Blake, they are going to face hitters tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning ahead of the game. And for, for Dustin, it's going to be two innings. For Blake, it'll just be the traditional, just one inning. Uh, so hopefully that will continue to go well for them. And then, it seems like for Dustin, there's still that confidence that he will be ready for the NLDS. For Blake, uh, it's still hopeful, but things are looking they're looking good for right now. But right, it's still kind of that hopeful feeling of can he be ready for the DS and if not the DS and uh, the CS. But um, yeah, tomorrow will be a big day for both of them. And then honestly, even those five days in between the end of the regular season and the start of the postseason, because that'll they'll get some more sim game stuff going in and a little bit more reps and some um, more time facing hitters. So 
uh, this week is going to be a big one for the two of those guys. No doubt. Here we go. Game 161, then one more tomorrow. Kirsten, appreciate it. We'll check in with you after the game. Coming up here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck. We'll preview tonight's pitching matchup. We'll also check in with Yancey Almonte as David Vasse goes one-on-one with the Dodger reliever. But up next, we'll get you an injury report, and we'll get the pregame thoughts of Dodger manager Dave Roberts. Leading you up to Dodgers and Rockies. Game 5 of this six-game set. First pitch is 7-10. I'm Tim Cates. This is Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and Rockies, Julio Odias and Ryan Feltner, the pitching matchup tonight. First pitch of Dodger Stadium on Justin Turner bobblehead night. It's coming up at 7-10. The L.A. Dodgers Injury Report. Brought to you by UCLA Health. The official medical partner of your Los Angeles Dodgers, Michael Grove on the IEL with a left knee contusion. Testa May on the IEL. He is going to throw tomorrow at Dodger Stadium, as will Blake Trinan, who is progressing towards being on this postseason roster. Phil Bickford on the IL with the sore right shoulder. All right, let's find out more as we check in with the Dodger skipper. Anything else for Dave? Dave, do you think... Other questions for Dave? Dave, can you just describe... Dave, can you talk about the pressure? In the dugout with Dave Roberts. First, Dave, just uh, the plan you've got Julio starting. Is it a regular start for him, or do you see it being a condensed one? And then what will be the plan for Andrew Heaney following him, if that's still the case? Um, I think it's going to be somewhat regular. Um, there there might be a little bit of abbreviation. Um, we'll just kind of see how he's throwing. Um, and, yeah, yeah, the plan is for Andrew to take down the remaining part of the game. But we have coverage if that's not the case. And is the plan still for tomorrow for Clayton Kershaw to take the start? Yes, yeah. plan is for Clayton uh, to pitch tomorrow, and it'll be abbreviated. But what that means, I don't think we'll know till tomorrow. Have you settled on what Keeney's role is going to be in October? Long man, like specific spots, one time through. Like, have you settled on anything particularly with him? Um, no. Um, I think that... Having him come out of the pen uh, for the third time today uh, just kind of lets us feel good about him doing that. Um, so it just kind of gives us the options if we still want to start him in a particular game or you know have him come out of the pen. But is it going to be a, uh, a short kind of hit and run? Probably not. I would see him more taking down bulk when he does pitch. Dave, you've said often that like, all of your pitchers are comfortable in any role, or, or at least willing to take on any role. With Andrew specifically, is he comfortable like doing this in these variety of circumstances that you'd be facing in here? I think so. I, I think that early on there might have been, there's probably a little trepidation as far as not pitching out of the pen, but that's why you know he came to us and said, hey, if there's a potential for me to do this, um, can we run the play out and me come out of the pen? So we've done it a couple times, and we'll do it again tonight. So um, I, I think that's uh, subsided. So he feels good for whatever, but I think it was beneficial for him to play it out like that. Do you remember when that was that he came to you? It was before, I think before that San Diego series maybe. Dave, Julio obviously has a chance to win the ERA title. Um, just how have you seen him grow from the time he was a 19-year-old rookie to, to now? Um. I think, uh, gosh, I mean, he's grown exponentially. Um, uh, I, I think the discipline um, in his uh, 
in between starts has has been much more fine tuned. I think, like most young players, they get through on talent. Um, but I think the consistency of uh, the weight room, all that stuff that he does to prepare for a start, um, has been way more consistent. Um, I, I think that his scope and how he manages a game has broadened, um, as opposed to just kind of getting that hitter, making your pitch, understanding how the lineup is constructed, how you're going to navigate second, third time through. Um, that's kind of gotten better. But I think experience is just trumps everything. He's just gained a lot more experience. All right, there's Dave Roberts. Brought to you by Alignment Health. Get the freedom you deserve with Alignment Health Plan's AVA PPO plan. Visit AlignmentHealthPlan.com. And today, when we continue here on Morongo Casino, Dodgers on deck, we'll check in with David Vasse. Get all the latest. So it leads up to first pitch on this Tuesday night. Justin Turner, bobblehead night. Dodgers and Rockies. I'm Tim Cates, Los Angeles Dodgers. Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. Leading up to Dodgers and Rockies, game number 161. Game five of this six game series. Julio Odias on the mound. First pitch coming up at 710. Joining Tim Cates on Dodgers on deck. I accept everybody for who they are. This is Dodger Insider. David Bassett. All right, David, last night's offense came from Trace Thompson, who maybe seems to be heating up here a little bit in the last weeks of this season. But he's kind of had his ups and downs, hasn't he? Yeah, he has, and it hasn't been perfect for him. And September was one of those downs. He only hit 159. He had 31 strikeouts and only eight walks. But in the first three games of October, he's really turned it around, Tim. He's five for seven. He has four walks. He homered last night, and in the eighth inning, he had a string of plate appearances where he reached base eight consecutive times. After the game, he spoke about the adjustments he's made. You know, I feel like I've made some good adjustments on these last couple weeks. It just, you know, results are pretty feeble in this game sometimes, so you just got to stick with the process and trust that if you prepare and you go out with conviction, good things are going to happen. And so um, I feel like I've been doing a better job of that as of late. One of the reasons why Clayton Kershaw really gravitates and appreciates Trace Thompson is because of his work ethic, because of his routine. Trace Thompson arrives at a ballpark for a 7-10 game at 12:30. He has a routine where he's working with Clayton McCullough in the outfield. He's very process-oriented, and that's why a lot of teammates appreciate him being around. And even if he goes through the downs like he did in September, it's not because of a lack of effort. Dave, the expectations are always high for this Dodgers team. They won 110 games in county, but expectations are for this team to go deep and win a World Series. How are they viewing these expectations? Well, yesterday, Austin Barnes on our Instagram Live said, if they don't win the World Series, he's not happy with the way the year went. And I know a lot of other Dodgers feel that way. But there's only one Dodger that has been here 15 years, and that's Clayton Kershaw. Going all the way back to the Dodgers making the NLCS in 2008 and 2009, he has been part of the last 15 years of playoff appearances. And obviously when the sustained success back in 2013 began, he understood what the expectations were then and what they are now. 
So you've been here the longest. You made the postseason in 08 and 09. I know not many people remember that, but I do, Kirsch. So the expectations of where you were even in 08 and 2013 compared to the expectations you guys have now in 2022, are they different? Are they the same? Well, I mean, I think any team would say, like, once you make the playoffs, obviously your goal is to win the whole thing. Like, no one's no one's just going to admit that they're happy making the playoffs regardless of where you are. But at the same time, I do think um, different teams have different expectations. And, um, you know, when this team was put together, there was obviously a goal to win the World Series. And every team says that, but not a lot of teams can make that come to fruition. And especially the way our season's gone, like, I think I feel like everybody's kind of been anticipating October basically since May. So it's kind of like um, it's a big accomplishment. Don't get me wrong. Like making the postseason is a special thing, and there's a lot of guys that go their whole careers without making the postseason. So I, I don't take it for granted. But um, I think you are right to say, like from 2013 to now, the expectations probably have changed, um, which is a good thing. Expectations are a good thing for a team. So I do think overall, um, postseason is great, but. We'd love, to, we'd love to win the last one this year for sure. And Kershaw and the Dodgers have done that already in 2020, but obviously not a lot of Dodger fans were there in person with it being in the bubble in Texas, and there was no parade. So everybody would love to celebrate with the Dodgers this time. Dave is brought to you by Ford. Truck Month is here. Get behind the wheel of a Ford F-150 truck and get after it with an available interior work surface. Visit your local Southern California Ford dealer to learn more. Dave, you had another chance to talk to CT3. How's Chris Taylor feeling? Much better today. He said when we spoke yesterday his neck was pretty numb because he did receive a cortisone injection in the lower part of his neck. And he did tell me this is the same pain that he felt last September when he missed about a couple of weeks of the season. But he did say they treated it with a cortisone injection quicker than they did a year ago. So he is firmly set to come back for the NLDS. He has no doubts in his mind that he'll be on the NLDS roster and be part of Game 1 next Tuesday here at Dodger Stadium. All right, Dave, looking forward to your conversation with Yancey Amante. That's coming up in just a little bit. Dodger fans, I need you. I need three contestants for the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. 866-987-2570. You predict a player in the inning. The most wicked play will happen, and if you're correct, you're going to win season passes to Six Flags Magic Mount. 866-987-2570. Leading you up to first pitch, Dodgers and Rockies. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck on the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. It's the Dodgers and the Rockies. Game five of this six-game series. Julio Urias on the mound. First pitch coming up at 7-10. This is the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game. All right, our three contestants are ready to go. Alfred is first up. Alfred, welcome. What's your guess? My guess is Cody Bellinger in the seventh. Cody Bellinger in the seventh inning. Good luck to you, Alfred. Taylor is our second contestant. Taylor, welcome to you. What is your guess? I'll say Justin Turner in the fifth. Bobblehead. Justin Turner in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to you, Taylor. Kerry is our third contestant. Kerry, welcome to you. What is your guess? Hi. 
Max Muncie in the fifth. Max Muncie in the fifth inning. All right, good luck to Carrie, Taylor, and Alfred, our three contestants in the Six Flags Wicked Good Play of the Game Contest. A world of fear awaits at Six Flags Magic Mountains Fright Fest select nights through Halloween with 14 terrifying haunted houses and dare to enter scare zones. Visit SixFlags.com for spooky deals on tickets and passes. Less than two days ago until the postseason. The Dodgers road to Blue October. Dodgers best team in baseball, top seed in the National Leagues. The Atlanta Braves are the number two seed with a one-game lead over the New York Mets. The St. Louis Cardinals, the three seed. As for the wild card race in the final two days, game and a half lead right now. The Mets, the number one wild card seed. The Padres, the number two, and the Phillies are going to hold on and get that number three wild card spot. Remember, the Dodgers have a buy in the wild card round. They won't play until October 11th, game one of the NLDS. The Dodgers are driving towards the World Series, just like Californians are driving to beat COVID-19. Let's continue to stay healthy and strong. Get boosted. Visit myturn.ca.gov to find a booster near you. When we continue here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll check back in with Rick Mondays. We're leading up to first pitch on this Tuesday night, Justin Turner bobblehead night. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on Deck. Dodgers on Deck, y'all. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Let's get you into the stadium and out of your car from the In-N-Out Dodgers Traffic Center. Once again, here she is, Sylvia Mora. All right, Tim, Dodgers game day traffic. Going to take a close-up look at traffic on the 10 eastbound. Now through Mid-City, we still see the brake lights. As far as crashes, nothing new westbound, but it is slow leaving Boyle Heights at 10 at the 5, going westbound to the 110. And traffic heading south on the 5 out of Burbank, looking sluggish to the 2 and again to Riverside Drive. Uh, but as far as closures there, nothing in lanes that's your Dodgers game day traffic. I'm Sabina Mora. Thank you, Sabina. It's the Dodgers and Rockies after the game. Make sure you head on over to In-N-Out for classic burgers, fries, and shakes. In-N-Out, that's what a hamburger's all about. First pitch coming up at 710. Still to come, we'll get you the keys to the game. We'll also hear from Yancey Almonte, but first... And now, joined by David Massey, here's L.A. Dodgers broadcaster and World Series champion Dodger, Rick Monday. Rick, the second-to-last game of the regular season for the Dodgers, and Julio Urias making his final statement on the Cy Young race tonight. Absolutely, and you start to look at it for Urias, the uh, 31st start, 17-7. and Then you start to break it down a little bit more. We'll talk about it more in, uh, a little bit later on in the, uh, the pregame show. But since the All-Star break, 12 starts, he's 9-1 and one with an ERA of 1.10. And a batting average against since the All-Star break of just 177. Now, if you're voting for Cy Young, is it wins and losses? Is it ERA? Is it a combination of that with innings pitched? Uh, your uh, your influence uh, as far as the outcome with the ball club that you're with? I mean, uh, there's all different kinds of things, but... It has been another remarkable season for the young left-hander. You know, I was thinking about this, Rick. Is it fair to judge whether or not you're going to vote for Julio based on tonight's start, even if he gave up six runs or if he had six shutout innings? Shouldn't his body of work tell you whether, shouldn't you know by now? Yeah, it depends on which group you're talking to. (laughs) There's always going to be that group out there. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter if he throws a no-hitter tonight. Um, Would it change things? Probably not. But... um, don't really know. And the other part, too, is 
for uh, for Ernest. I loved his comments yesterday, and someone was asking him about it. It's been a remarkable season. Are you looking forward? Have you just exercised any thoughts at all about Cy Young? He goes, look, that's not what I'm concentrating on. He said, I have a start to make, one more start before the playoffs, and then I have to refocus again for the playoffs. I like that. He put it in perspective. And uh, for a lot of young players, that's not easy to do. But then again, there's not too many young players that have already experienced uh, the pinnacle of postseason play as he has. On the flip side, Rick, as far as the Dodger offense goes, one player is chasing the batting title, and that is Freddie Freeman, who has had a rare back-to-back hitless games, yeah. and that's not something we have seen. What is he now, 0 for 9? What I've, what I've noticed about uh, Freeman the last couple of games in particular, looks a little tired with the swing. The timing is not quite there. Balls are getting past him just a little bit more. Um, so so hopefully uh, he comes up tonight. Not going to be a whole lot of a turnaround time either because tomorrow's game is a day game. And it's the old story about, well, a day game after a night game. Yes, it's going to be 162 tomorrow. But uh, you'd like to have uh, Freddie Freeman find, uh, find some base hits and be able to get back. But it's not easy to make up ground this late in the season with this many at-bats that you have individually. Percentage points behind the Mets, Jeff McNeil for the batting crown. Tonight's Dodger game plan is sponsored by California Community Colleges. Create your game plan for life with a college education. Enroll today at ICanGoToCollege.com. Okay, this date in Dodger baseball, one of the big, big dates of all time. Why? Let's go back to 1955. After more than a half century of futility, the Dodgers won the world championship on this date, 1955, thanks to Johnny Padres, the 2 nothing shutout of the Yankees in the Bronx. So uh, th- that proved to be outstanding. Also, for Sandy Amoros in the sixth inning, Rob Yogi Berra of extra base hit with two on, and uh, that really uh, robbed the Yankees of doing it. And the story that, I, that I've heard, and Padres told it as well, the morning he got on the bus for them to go to the ballpark, for that game against the Yankees. He looked around and told his teammates, his teammates, get me one run. Well, they got him two. And for Padres, uh, he stood tall that day. And I was telling Charlie, is at uh, the fantasy camp years ago, Johnny Padres was there. So was Don Zimmer. Zimmer was the sur- first speaker that night, and in his speech he started to talk about Padres. And they were very close friends to begin with. And Zimmer got emotionally caught up in it. He broke down crying, talking about Johnny Padres. Padres was the next speaker. He got up, started talking about Zimmer. He broke down in tears. But to see those two guys, um, how they just loved one another truly, more than just teammates. I mean, they were... They were friends for life, and that night they shared it with everyone in the room. Just seeing interviews of those boys this summer, it seemed like all 25 guys really, truly had an emotional connection with each other. And respect for one another as well. Rick, we'll check in with you and Charlie a little bit later. We'll see what Julio and Freddie Freeman do tonight. Okay, I predict a very good post-game Dodger talk for you tonight. All right, that's one thing we can't guarantee. We'll send it back to you in the studio, Tim. All right, thanks a lot, guys. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Shakey's, home with the original pizza, chicken, and mojos. The triple play of flavor on game night. Feed the group for about 10 bucks a person only at Shakey's. Still to come here on Dodgers on Deck, we'll get you a preview of tonight's pitching matchup. Rick will be back with Charlie and get you the keys to the game. But up next, go high and tight with Yancey Almonte. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Justin Turner, bobblehead night out at the Ravine. First pitch at 710. I'm Tim Cates. This is the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network.
This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for L.A. Dodgers baseball. Looking to sell your junk car? Jose Mora here. Pick your party. Southern California's leading car buyer paying top dollar for your vehicle today. Call 800-962-CARS and let Pick Your Part hit a home run for you. It's the Dodgers and Rockies. Julio Odias and Ryan Feltner, the pitching matchup. First pitch coming up at 710. Still to come, Rick and Charlie will get you the keys to the game. I'm going to dive deeper into this pitching matchup. But first... David Vasse. And now, what will likely be Vasse fielding insults from a Dodger player. It's an engagement of endearment. This is high and tight. Game 161 as the Dodgers get ready for the postseason and they have reinforcements back. And Yancy Almonte, Showtime, is one of those guys stronger than ever. Thanks a lot for the time, Showtime. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. Our uh, hoops game never materialized this year because uh, I had an accident on a slide in Milwaukee and you were on the injured list. But next year we'll make it happen. Definitely. Next year at spring training we'll make it happen. <laughs> you have extra time to practice in Miami. <laughs> I don't need practice. I'm a hooper. <laughs> Speaking of hoopers, did you catch up with Dwayne Wade yesterday? I did, and Mookie, uh, me and Mookie talked about it. I told him I need to hang out with him more so I can meet those high people. I know. Mookie was uh, really hogging his time. Yeah, he was. He was. But it's Mookie Betts, so, you know, he could do what he wants. No doubt. How much trash talking do you and Mookie do about basketball? Not a lot, honestly. We just, just you know, talk a lot, talk about other stuff other than baseball, and, you know, just get our mind away from it. Yancy Almonte is our guest in front of game 161 for the Dodgers, playing your former team. Can you reflect on where you started in spring training and where you're at right now? I think I've been in the same spot, my Mentally, I feel like I, since spring training, since I got here, I've always went out and just pitched the best of my abilities and just trusted what the game plan was for me since I got here. And that's all I've been trying to do the whole year, and thankfully it's worked out. And we got to the point now that I'm back healthy again. I'm picking up right where I left off, so I feel pretty good. When you come back after being on the injured list, uh, is it just getting back to where you were at? Is it seamless, or is there a transition period? There is a transition period, you know, because at the same time you come back from an injury, you want to make sure you're healthy and you want to test it. And sometimes you tend to get inside your own head and try to do more instead of just trusting what the process is and just going out there and pitching. I've heard players talk about that. From the trust standpoint, uh, your body is physically healthy, but you have to have your mind trust it can do what you want. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, sometimes you, you can feel 100% healthy, but if your mind thinks you're hurt, yeah. you're going to try to do something different without even you trying to do it. But subconsciously, you'll, I'll try something different on mechanics or try to like drop down my arm slot thinking I'm going to feel better that way, and, and the alarm running end up hurting me. Yancy, when you're back on the rehab uh, tour, do you feel like it gives you a chance to sharpen things that you wanted to sharpen up? It gives you that time where in a game every day in the bullpen, you don't really have time to work on that. I feel like for me it was the opposite because I was having really good success so far this year throughout before the injury. So for me, I didn't want to come out here and try to do something different. I just wanted to make sure I was healthy enough to go back and do the same thing I did before. You're one guy out of a group of pitchers that seem to have elevated their game since coming to the Dodgers. Is it about confidence? Is it about them showing what you can do and you gain confidence? What exactly has been the key to your success? I think they gave me the blueprint in spring training on what they thought I should do to be great and be successful in this game. And doing that in spring training and saw the contact I had and the innings I was having, short innings, quick innings, if I give a base hit, a pitch later be a grandma of a play and I think that gave me the confidence that I have now that I'm carrying that I know that I can go out there and pitch to anyone. 
is it proof when you do that you see the results and you're saying ah to yourself this really works yeah i mean I, I'm, I'm not the only one i'm sure i, I <laughs> talked to uh, evan phillips about it and i think we both agree that coming here was probably the best decision we made for our careers evan said some of the stuff the dodgers showed him and unlocked for him gave him confidence and more conviction in his pitches i i'm right there with him i agree for me, I, I, I was always told to throw fastballs down the way, and when I come here, they thought, hey, we're going to eliminate that side of the plate. We're going to throw sinkers in and work with the slider off of that and split the plate in half, and I never thought about pitching that way until I got here. What about the mentality of uh, roles not dedicated to innings but dedicated to groupings of hitters? Is that easy to adapt to? I think I think so because you know exactly who you're going to face, and most of the time you're going to face someone who you're going to pitch to your strengths to. You're not going to try to do something different. Yancy Almonte is our guest. I got to ask you this, Yancy. You're on the eve of the postseason on the team with the best record in baseball, 110 wins as we start tonight's play. Have you had a chance to reflect on being such a big part of this team? And you have the best view of this team being in the bullpen before you come in. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm thankful I'm here and I was able to participate and be part of this team winning 110 games. I think it was a record. And just being a part of that, being a part of history and seeing how good this team is. And hopefully we can go out there and continue to do it every try to the playoffs. I know you have to get ready for what you have to do in a game. But before that, do you have a chance to take in how special the players on offense are? Oh, man, every day. Every day from one through nine. We, we I've seen and I've said, I think I said it in my first outing here when I came in. I think we were down by seven and we came back and made it like a run-run game. Is it, this lineup is scary. And at any point of the game, they can score two, three runs. All right, Yancy, you've been a big part of this season. Congratulations on being part of a franchise record-setting season, 110 wins and counting for the Dodgers, and look forward to seeing you in October. Thank you. There he is, showtime, Tim. Yancy Almonte. We'll send it back to you in the studio. All right, thanks a lot, David. Dodger fans, when you need the very best care for your child, Go to Children's Hospital Los Angeles, ranked number one in California for pediatric care. Find the right doctor at chla.org. Shout out to Dr. Andy Chang in pediatric urology, one of the best guys out there. All right, leading up to first pitch, Dodgers and Rockies on this Tuesday night. It's game five of this six-game series, game number 161 of the season. Up next, we'll dive into tonight's pitching matchup. I'm Tim Cates with Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. This is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On your home for the blue all season long. It's the Dodgers and Rockies on this Tuesday night, game five of this six game series. I'll wrap it up tomorrow at 121, game 62 with Clayton Kershaw on the mound. First pitch tonight, though, coming up at 710. And now. Before the Dodgers hit the diamond, we look at the pitching matchup. Presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers. New vehicles like sleek new Camrys are arriving daily at your Toyota dealer. To see all offers or find a dealer near you, visit toyota.com. They make it easy. Julio Urias on the mound tonight, 17-7 and with a 2.12 ERA. He's a candidate, certainly, for the Cy Young Award in the National League. The 26-year-old left-hander, he's gone five-plus innings in 28 of his 30 starts. He's got 159 strikeouts on the year. He's currently amongst the National League leaders in ERA, first. Wins, he's second. 
Batting average against, he's second. They're hitting 199 against him. And his whip is third in the National League. How is this guy not going to be a finalist for the Cy Young Award? This will be his fifth start of the season against the Rockies. He's 3-1 and one with a 398 ERA. In his career, he's 5-2 and two with a 499 ERA. 68 strikeouts in 18 games. Julio Urias, last time out against the Padres in San Diego. Six shutout innings, scattered six hits. Struck out five, but got a no decision for his efforts. Ryan Feltner will go for the Rockies, the 26-year-old right-hander. He's 3-9 and nine with a 6.01 ERA. Fourth-round pick of the Rockies in 2018 out of Ohio State. Made his major league debut last year, making his 19th start this year. The month of September, of September was rough for him. Five starts, one and three with an ERA north of 6.5. Last time out, six innings, five runs, six hits, five strikeouts. In a loss to the Giants, he's made one previous appearance against the Dodgers in his career, a relief outing on July 29th at Coors Field. It was his first relief appearance of his professional career, three and a third scoreless innings in a Rockies loss. So it's Ryan Feltner, Julio Urias, Dodgers and Rockies. First pitch is 15 minutes away. Keys to the game are next. I'm Tim Cates, this Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network. As we were saying, this is Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck. On the official home of L.A. Dodgers baseball. Dodgers and Rockies. Dodgers baseball is brought to you by Metro. Celebrating the real MVPs of Los Angeles, our bus operators. Remember to thank your driver. All right, first pitch coming up. Before that, a final check-in in the booth with Rick and Charlie, guys. As the Dodgers and Rockies get ready for game five of this six-game series, Julio Urias going for the Dodgers tonight against Ryan Feltner. A couple of notes. The Dodgers offensively have really struggled over the past two weeks. They've gone 7-6 and six and averaging just a shade over three runs per game on the season. They've averaged over five runs per game. The pitching, though, maintains uh, its high perch. Yeah, it does. And both from a starting standpoint, at tonight's going to be Julio Urias in search of his 18th victory. The bullpen has been sensational on top of it. And for Urias, you start to look at the 12 starts now that he's made since the All-Star break. He's 9-1. With an ERA in that time period of just 1.1, and then you look at a bigger picture, he's going to be in the Cy Young Award voting, 20-game winner last year. But if you look at Urias, he's not allowed more than one earned run in 21 of his 30 starts that he's made this year. That's Sandy Koufax territory. What do we know about Ryan Felter? Well, the Dodgers saw him. Uh, he's made one relief appearance, and that was against the Dodgers. This is his 20th start tonight. That relief appearance was earlier this year. He went three and a third inning, so they had a pretty good look at him. He allowed only three hits, no runs, walked a couple, and struck out some guys. Fastball, well, it's just slightly above average. It's about 94, but the fastball, the slider, the curveball, the changeup, one thing the Dodgers have to do, make pitchers come to the plate in the strike zone a little bit more often than they have in recent games. Julio Urias, in all likelihood, will start game one next Tuesday here at Dodger Stadium against somebody, and this is his final chance to make the big final push for the Cy Young Award. It's down to him and Miami's Sandy Alcantara. Lineups and first pitch coming up. All right, first pitch is next. Very cool moment. Justin Turner's wife, Courtney, with the K. Just sang the national anthem out of Dodgers Stadium on Justin Turner bobblehead night. Very cool. Did a great job. At Courtney underscore with underscore uh underscore K on Twitter. All right. First pitch is next. Dodgers and Rockies. Enjoy the game, everybody. I'm Tim Cates. This has been Morongo Casino. Dodgers on deck on the Los Angeles Dodgers Audio Network.